listening to the Age Tech Podcast, the show that brings you the movers and shakers of the Age Tech ecosystem with your host, Karen Etkin. Hi, Jaron Techies. Did you know that about 92% of caregivers are financial caregivers and more than half of them regularly monitor their loved one's bank accounts? I'm Karen Etkin, and my guest today is Todd Rovac, the CEO and co-founder of Careful, a company that helps financial caregivers organize and protect their loved one's finances. Welcome, Todd. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Careful. Yeah, so, um, so Careful is a platform for what we call financial caregiving. There are, there are 45 million people in the U.S. alone, just to start, who are coordinating or contributing to the daily finances of another person, of an aging loved one. They're watching bills, they're protecting from fraud, they are managing the day-to-day finances in a million ways, contributing and coordinating from siblings, collecting money. It's a ton of little activities that typically their banks and financial institutions don't help with. And at the same time, there's 50 billion of fraud in this space. People taking advantage of an aging population from the outside, and I think we read a lot about that, scams and, and coming from calls and email. But there's also, unfortunately, a lot of fraud that comes from within a trusted circle as well. Sometimes a close family member or a trusted advisor, a cousin, and that can drain the assets as well and, and put someone who's aging in danger. And so, so there is no financial services platform in this space yet that's really here to, to, to provide the management and protection for someone who's a financial caregiver, someone who takes care of another. So Careful's job is to put the protections, the permissions, the AI and intelligence uh, into this space so that something that is a lot of work and very dangerous can get easier. And that's the basics behind Careful. Wonderful. And what made you start this company? Yeah, so a couple of things. So I've spent the last 10 years in product development, a lot of that new product development, a lot of that with banks. And um, banks and insurance companies and financial institutions see this aging demographic and they see it in some ways as an opportunity to serve them better. But because they're banks, they also see it as a problem because they see the assets shifting 24 trillion in assets in North America alone shifting to another generation and they see them themselves losing assets and losing customers and and they also don't really know how to serve this customer so if you were going to ask someone at a bank how to serve the aging population they'll think and then they'll basically come up with the idea a bank for old people and uh, it's it's not a good idea it's actually not what, what what they need the way to serve the aging population is to take care of those who take care of them so as to take care of their adult sons and if you can give them the right tools. So after spending so much time with banks and seeing both this problem, but not really a good enough answer, I found my co-founder, a, a guy, my friend Max, who had recently sold his company to Google. Together, Max and I decided we wanted to work on something that actually made a meaningful, positive difference, not just money. We were on our second, third company at the time. And, and so we just grew just passionate about this space because it's, it's technology, it's financial services, but it's also healthcare and it's also families. And so when you mix all that stuff together, it, it becomes very technical, but also very emotional. And you can do a lot of good in the, in the whole ecosystem. So, so we, chose, we chose this opportunity to, you know, because we're passionate about it. Amazing. So it sounds like you're currently focused mostly in the US because banking is, is a highly regulated industry. 
Can anyone expect Careful to be available globally sometime? Yeah, absolutely. So what's, what's, what's really interesting about what we call financial caregiving is in, lo- in, in most regions that are not the U.S., it's actually much more natural of a behavior. So in Asia, in Latin America, in, in many parts of Europe, in the Middle East, taking care of your parents, even financially, is something that's expected and even in honor of which sibling is going to step in and coordinate and take over things. And in the U.S., it's actually the opposite and not in a good way. In the U.S., people don't really, they're they're surprised. It happens to everybody, but everybody's surprised when they become a financial caregiver. And so we we actually see a huge global market for for Careful. It will be available in the months ahead in in starting in Europe and and Asia. There are different different banking and infrastructure dynamics and regulations. So there's a bit of of work to do there. But I would expect in certainly in the next 12 months for us to be outside of, of the U.S., we also see, there's maybe a answer to a different question, to a slightly different question, but relevant. People in, are taking financially taking care of people who are living in their home country. So to use the example, we have a lot of uh, people from India and the subcontinent in the US, their parents are still in India and they need ways to financially support and monitor what's going on back at home as well. So some of it is, some of it is regional and some of it's cross-border. And we, we, we hope to be able to take on all of that pretty soon. Is it extra challenging for Careful to support uh, these caregivers who are living in another country from their parents? Well, at the moment, we're not, and so it is. It, it is because we're we're not really we're not able to plug into their banks as much as we you know the, the way that we work. Careful is really a, a big machine learning platform underneath, sitting underneath this to to recognize behavior patterns. So what Careful really is is a service that basically you hook up a transactional account for your mom or your dad or just a loved one. And within an hour, we can see backward a year. We, we know what normal looks like for your mom. We know what, what her typical spending behavior and patterns are. And we do that by using in the US, we use Plaid, which is why how a lot of services plug into each other. But we have a big machine learning platform underneath that gets to know your mom's behavior and then very quickly, and then can say, this does not look normal. This looks like cognitive decline. Even this looks like dementia. We can spot a lot of things that actually start to look like healthcare issues. And to do that, we need access to a few accounts. And what is complex about serving people across borders is sometimes we can't access those, the, the access those accounts as easily as we can in the U.S. Some, some are very simple, but every country has their own set. What, what will be true is the fundamentals of using AI and uh, AI and machine learning to have to take the work away from financial caregivers. Because what's happening now in every country is you look basically adults take their their parents' logon information and impersonate their parents. They log in and then they look for fraud or they try and like do things themselves. It's not entirely legal and it's not entirely a good idea as well because that off sometimes can enable bad things. And it's also so much work. It's so much work. They don't really know what they're looking for. So um, the idea here is if you can build a, a digital rule book of what good looks like and what we should be looking out for, we look for the things that banks don't. And some way we should be able to hook that up in every country. And so it's, it's a, certainly a global ambition because it's a global human problem. Absolutely. So you mentioned that your AI knows how to detect anything unusual in the finance of, of the person. So... But how do you detect if something is out of the ordinary with their health? Yeah, so so with, with health, we can see some things, not others, right? And we there's a great deal of health we can't see. The best example I, I could give you is the University of Johns Hopkins in the U.S. put out a study in 
November of 2020. And it said that dementia can first be diagnosed in the wallet and financial behavior up to six years before it can be diagnosed in the doctor's office. And typically what you see is missed payments, certain strange patterns, duplicate payments, or paying something two or three times, pay the same bill a few times. Bank doesn't care about that, but we can see that as a signal of certain cognitive issues. You see the payment windows start to expand, like paying late or, or in different ways. We also can see behaviors like cash payments. We can see things that look like for forgetfulness. Credit score hits is another um, important sign of when you have a credit score hit. It's not just bad financial behavior. Sometimes it's early onset or it's the onset of, of dementia. So it's a good example of, it doesn't mean every time you pay late that you have dementia, of course, but it does mean that if that we can see the patterns and the age groups and with a big enough data set, we're able to actually get ahead of things and, and actually prevent a lot of bad things from happening. For example, if you just think of someone as, a, as sloppy, as, like a sloppy payer, meaning that they're, they're forgetful, when really this would be a dementia diagnosis, then a lot of bad things happen in those six years before you intervene. And what we really want is to pull up the right conversations, put the right kind of protections and, and, in, and start to involve the healthcare community and involve the, the larger bunch of, of, of caregivers so it's not like a brother and sister saying, oh, that's just mom. She's just forgetful. It actually could be a lot of other things that need intervention or even something quite serious. So it's those patterns. We stay in the financial data, not in the bi biological data, but we can see a lot in just in the financial patterns. I'll give you one more example. So banks, they love it when you, or they think you love it when you save money. So if your mom doesn't spend so much in October, then you get this, like you get a smiley face from your bank or you get like a, you know, good job from if you're using a financial app or a financial management service. We actually think that's warning if we're talking about it, um, someone who's aging, because it may mean if someone does not spend as much, it doesn't mean, oh great, they're saving. It means they're, they might not be taking care of themselves. It means we wanna see, are they buying their medicine? Or are they, are they, are they going to the grocery store? We wanna understand that, that, that they are taking care of themselves and spending the money in the right place. And so it's one of those things that's a little counterintuitive of, you, of, the, of the banking world says, wonderful, you didn't spend that much. And we say, actually, hang on, we need to make sure the right people are getting paid, caregiver, your pharmacy, grocery store. It's another example of, of using finance to spot healthcare. Super that interesting. Sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So when, when people join Careful, you basically get all their, all their financial data from their bank and you start looking for anything out of the ordinary that could indicate that there's a problem. So when you identify something like that, what does that look like? How does that translate into a notification on the caregiver side? Sure. So depending on the alert, we have things that look very urgent and things that um, look like keep an eye on them and certain things that just look like, okay, it's out of ordinary. A financial caregiver, a caregiver in general does not want 100 emails about their parents, uh, 100 notifications about, about their parents' money. They Typically a caregiver has children and a job and doesn't want to engage in this every day. So our job is to really sort out the signal from the noise and show them just the things that need their attention and really make a big deal when it is truly urgent, not just interesting or different. So what we're really calibrating is the deviations that, requ that, that, are, that require something urgent. So if we see an unusual wire transfer, that's one that is urgent, okay? Because wire transfer nine times out of 10 is not a good thing if it's happening um, with, the aging, um, with the aging population. And so they can see that directly on their phone. They'll get an email about that as well. And when they'll click back in, they'll see exactly the details of that and what time it happened, who it went to. 
And I think the most important thing is it's what they do with it. So one of the features of Careful is it's is the ability to click on that alert and export it to the bank or to your sibling or back to your mom. And everyone sees the same thing and say, what is, you know, within the environment, we can say, what is this? Do we need to get involved? Do we need to get in and stop it? Because typically what happens today in caregiving, you see something, you think about it, you call the bank, you sit on hold for hours, they won't talk to you. And if they finally do, they say, go talk to your mom. You basically go in circles. So resolution takes a long time. And if it's in, I think one of the most interesting things is within families, if you say, oh, there was a wire transfer and you say that to your brother maybe or your sister, you don't always agree on what the problem is. And then so everyone seeing the same transparent data helps families see something, act on it, resolve it. And so first thing we do with an alert is we export it to the people who, who you build what's called a careful circle of people that need to see this information. And it can be, it can be your doctor, it can be your financial advisor, or, or even just your siblings and family. And then there's lots of different resolution paths depending on what the issue is, whether you need to call the bank or to change your passwords or to stop doing something that actually is 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 not a great, maybe not good judgment. So that's what happens after you get an alert. And does an alert about a cognitive situation behave differently? Because that's a difficult conversation to have yeah. with your mom yeah. or dad. It's a really good. It's it's a really good question. And what we don't do is send an alert that says your parents have dementia. That's that's that would be a, a strange one to get on your on your phone. So for things like that, particularly because. We don't diagnose, we look for patterns that need further investigation. And what we say is we start conversations and we give caregivers the tools to ask really good questions and say, so if we see double payments or triplicate payments of the, of the same thing, it's one thing for someone to say, oh, my mom is losing it, whatever that means. It's another thing to, to, to actually look at an issue and say with a, with a physician or with mom and say, is this happening a lot? And then go deeper and find other places. So we have the third pillar of, I talked about the first two. I talked about monitoring and communication. The third is content, which is a series of roadmaps and checklists and even help to have conversations. So how, we have a wonderful kind of lead caregiver named Cameron Huddleston as part of our team who wrote a book called Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk. And what it is, is, is how to speak to their to your parents about these issues. And so sometimes it's teeing up the right conversation with a physician or, or a parent and intervening much earlier than would have normally happened. Because often with caregiving, you find people see it, but they don't really want to believe that something is bad. And so the number one thing people do in caregiving is nothing. They, they have an argument or they're, they're wonderful caregivers, but, but most people when they're pulled into caregiving kind of wish it would go away. And so what we do is we try and facilitate conversations that are much easier and allow you to say, okay, like, let's start learning about dementia. Let's start looking for signs. We can get someone into that world and even transition them to Alzheimer's Association or, 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 or a doctor and start to involve the right ecosystem. That's what good looks like for us. So versus you get an alert and it's, it's a full on diagnosis. So you not only let them know that something is out of the ordinary, you also provide them with the tools to actually do something with it exactly great exactly it's wonderful yeah and, and you know that with, if you get a scam for example it's not healthcare related there's we can help you with the aarp we'll help you they have a, a certain set of resolutions for specific kinds of fraud and so we'll connect you to that resolution even even hotline sometimes so just giving people things to do is, is really important here absolutely so what's the bigger vision where do you see careful in five or ten years yeah so 
I like to say that financial caregiving, which is a term that we're still trying to introduce to people because not everyone thinks of themselves as a financial caregiver. They think of themselves as doing the thing they're supposed to be doing. And they don't realize that they deserve more tools and their time back and more intelligence and technology to be able to do this well and, and, and appropriately. So one, financial caregiving, we're, we're lifting that and we, we, we hope to have more companies and more healthcare companies and, and, and financial services companies help pull that up into the consciousness for, for the aging population. That's number one, which is beyond us. But what we also say is financial caregiving is not a company, careful as a company. Financial caregiving is a category. There will be lots of companies and solutions, both from the healthcare and the financial services side that help throughout this journey because financial caregiving is a 20-year relationship. As soon as you're brought in, it can be as short as two years or as long as 20. And that means there will be, in the, as you, you talked about five or 10 years, there will be lending products to help people get into senior housing, but stay independent for longer beyond the reverse mortgages you see today. There will be really interesting memory care products and services, hopefully from the larger healthcare ecosystem to help once we spot something, well, what happens next? And how do we continue to build that, that support structure around, around the aging population? So Careful is going to build a platform that we hope will be effectively relevant for this whole life stage, not just for this moment and this need stage. So we want to be the, um, a platform for banking things, healthcare things, all with financial services as the lifeblood. And uh, whether we become effectively the bank for, for financial caregiving, we'll find out. But we, we, we see ourselves as being the brand in, in a life stage right now that doesn't have a brand. It doesn't have a, a, a toolkit. and doesn't have a support. So a big platform level vision, and that could mean accounts, could mean bill pay, our roadmap has all those things on it, credit, and then eventually tying into the healthcare ecosystem itself. So big vision, but a lot to do because people don't Google financial caregiving. They just don't. And uh, so we have a lot to do to, to be in that intense stream and, and find the right physicians and find the right companies who are also having this conversation so that we can help each other and, and add to the toolkit that, that, that caregivers need. Absolutely. And it's really a big vision. And like you said, people just don't realize that they're in this position. And you know what? 10 or 20 years ago, people who were caregivers probably didn't know that they are caregivers. I agree. So I, I'm sure that in, in, in five years or even sooner, people will know how to, how to Google it and they will find careful. Totally, totally agree. That's the hope. We think we, we think the timing is right and the timing is right to make a, a big investment here in, in, in bringing this top of mind. So we're excited. Cool. Is there anything else you would like to add? Not really. Well, I just said that. Yes. Let's, well, I, I would say a call, call to action for anyone in the aging ecosystem who sees monitoring and protection and coordination on the financial side whether it's in memory care or just, or, or if they see it as relevant to, to their own business, we would love to work with partners, share our content. We, th this works if the ecosystem works together. And, uh, and so I would just raise the flag to say we, we have been really open and, and really excited to find large institutions and small ones that are, are interested in, in helping at this life stage. So if there are a few out there that, that want to help, we're really open and, and really excited to work with other people who are, who are helping here. What is the best way to reach you? So reach me directly, which is um, tr at getcareful, careful with two L's, dot com. And you can, also, you can also go to hello at getcareful and that will get a broader group. Perfect. Todd, thank you so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. 
really excited to be part of this community. Thank you for inviting me on and had fun. Thanks so much. You're welcome. That's all we have for today. For more HTech content, visit thegerontechnologist.com. Thank you for listening to this session of the HTech Podcast. For more HTech content, visit thegerontechnologist.com and subscribe for updates. We'll see you in the next episode.